Who's staying and who's going? A conversation surrounding the Houston Texans coaching staff. When it came down to it, there is no place I wanted to be any more than H-Town. So it was an easy, it was an easy pick for me. It was a no-brainer to be here, all right, be home. It was a no-brainer. So it wasn't a, a difficult decision at all. It was very easy. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Say it with me, your, your team, team every, every day. day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer right now for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Y'all already know who it is on this Monday. <clears throat> John Hickman, joined by none other than who? Cody Davis. Got to talk coaching staff. Got to look at will there be any potential improvements from some of the potential hires and discuss what Houston can possibly be now with the reshaping of this staff. First, the coaches that Houston retained, special teams coach Frank Ross. Houston has had one of the better special team units in the NFL under Frank Ross outside of the, was it a punt or a kick return? Uh, Houston has been fairly good on the special team, special team side of the ball. And they also kept strength and conditioning coach Mike Eubanks. The Houston Texans, with the four and thirteen, with the the you know the three thirteen and one, you know they've been one of the healthier teams in the NFL. So that's always a positive to keep your players out on the field. The Houston Texans let go offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton. I know y'all are happy about that, <laughs> right? They also let go of offensive line coach George Warhop, tight ends coach Tim Burbanick, assistant D line coach Keon Jackson. Assistant, Q, assistant QB coach Ted White, linebackers coach and son of former head coach Lovey Smith and Miles Smith, and they also let go of their Nichols coach as well. Got to talk about who Houston brought in officially. Houston's did Houston Texans did hire 49ers defensive quality coach Stephen Adedoke as the safety coach, but in bigger news, they filled their offensive coordinator position. On Friday, the news dropped that it was possibly an opportunity for Cliff Kingsbury to be the Houston Texans' next OC. And I'm still curious and wondering whether or not they'll bring Kingsbury in just on uh, helping out in a different capacity outside of OC. But the Houston Texans made it official. Bobby Slowick, who was the front man, and I do think majority of the time he was the number one guy, which is why they got the deal done. He is the Houston Texans' official next offensive coordinator for D'Amico Ryans. Well, of course, this is not a surprise to you and I, John. We've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, we talked to a couple of sources and they told us right after D'Amico Ryans was hired, 
um, by the Houston Texans that his number one option, his number one choice was to bring Bobby in as this team's offensive coordinator. Now, look, say what you want about Bobby, but at the end of the day, this is a guy who has received a lot of praise and a lot of credit for the success that San Francisco had over this past season. You're talking about a team that averaged 226 yards through the air and average, and this is a big one, especially for a team that averaged 17 and a half points over the last two seasons. San Francisco averaged 26 and a half points over this past season. Of course, as the head coach, as one of, in my opinion, the best offensive-minded coach in the league, Kyle Shanahan, a coach, he's, he receives a lot of the praise and the credit, and rightfully so, but at the end of the day, a lot of people, and, and according to the sources that you and I talked to, they have gave Bobby a lot of praise for the success that San Francisco had on the offensive side of the ball, especially considering that we all know the story after Jimmy Garoppolo went down, Brock came in and stepped in for, what was it, like seven to eight games, and he, and he went 7-1, only lost in the playoff game. But I, I, I got to admit, John, and I know you're going to look at me crazy like you always do, I oh, am man. a little bit disappointed that the Texans did not retain Pep Hamilton, not as offensive coordinator, even though I don't think he had a fair opportunity to prove what he's able to do, but at least as the team's quarterback coach. Say what you want about Pep, but at the end of the day, you cannot deny the quarterback talents that he has been able to develop, especially considering the work he did with Andrew Luck and during his one season in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert. And still to this day, Justin Herbert still praised Pep Hamilton for his early success in his career. But at the end of the day, not surprised because when you bring in a new head coach, they bring in their whole entire new staff. Yeah, and I'm looking at Bobby Slowick like this. You know what? I, I like the coaching tree you come from, right? I love that. That's a that's a pro. I like that you have a relationship, a working relationship actively with your new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. That's a pro. But I wonder, since he has never called plays, how involved will D'Amico be in that? And I look at the hiring of uh, Matt Burke, who was just hired to be the Houston Texans defensive coordinator, who I don't believe has had a good track record uh, of being a D.C. during his time in Miami. And I didn't see much improvement from the defensive line under Burke in Arizona. So, you know, when we discussed whether or not Burke was a good hire, my thought process was I still believe D'Amico Ryans will be heavily involved in calling defensive plays now. When I look at Bobby Slowick, who I believe he trusts, which is why he's been the number one guy the entire time, I'm still kind of wondering, you know, D'Amico has called plays. I know it may be on the defensive side of the ball, but he's been in the, he's been there. He's been able to call plays. Bobby Slowick has not, and I am kind of concerned about that, but I'm not concerned, too concerned to go as far as saying this was a bad hire. This is just a concern of mine. And when I see the Cliff Kingsbury and that possibility – well, at the very least, I know that Cliff Kingsbury has a scheme that has been successful for quarterbacks, maybe not necessarily as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator. Uh, and as a head coach, his quarterbacks have done some phenomenal things under him. When I look at Cliff, with Bobby, one year with Bobby, uh, with, uh, with Brock Purdy, uh, Cinderella story, got hurt against the Eagles, and I do think that the outcome would have been different. Not saying the Eagles would have would have would have lost, but I think that the game would have been more competitive. Mm -hmm. With Bobby again, I don't know what we should expect outside of I mean, compared to uh Cliff Kingsbury. 
I do like the hire, but over the weekend I thought about it and I did think that Cliff Kingsbury was a better option. But your Houston Texans just hired Bobby Slowick to be their next offensive coordinator. An interesting fact about Coach Bobby Slowick from 2014 to 2016, he worked as an analyst for PFF. And that is something that I think is the biggest pro for Bobby Sloan because now you take an opportunity to kind of step outside of the game and use the numbers, the, the analytics, the, the, the science of the game to improve this roster. So that could be one of the reasons that Miko really liked Bobby Sloan coming to Houston. Now, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed, like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you are more prepared to take on everything life has to throw at you. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. So if I'm talking to my Houston family and folks, listen, I know y'all hate driving on 59, 45, 288, 16 in the middle of the, uh, of the traffic trying to get to where you got to go. This is why BetterHelp is great. This is why I advocate for BetterHelp because you can do it from your phone. You can do it from your laptop. You can do it at home. You do not have to hop in traffic. It's securely online. All you got to do is fill out a brief survey questionnaire to get matched with a li licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. So you can't beat that. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on today. Welcome back in, locked on Texans listeners. Um, you know one coach that I thought Houston should have kept around, Joe Dana. He is now in Buffalo, I believe, and mm. they just replaced him. That was a good. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Dana, man. I thought Dana did a very good job with Petrie in terms of helping him cover in the NFL, and I don't think he got the credit that maybe he should deserve for his job with Jonathan Owens, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan Owens is a guy that, you know, he's a, he's a football player. Yeah, he knows how to play football, but – He's never really got an opportunity to be on the field consistently. When he did get on the field prior to this year, there was a reason why he was a special team player. But this year, uh, and I do think because Houston didn't have many options outside of Owens, he played significantly better compared to the roles he's been playing for Houston. And I do think Joe Dana helped him out with that. But Houston did hire a 49ers defensive quality coach, Stephen Adoke. I hope I'm saying that right. Forgive me if I'm not as their next safety coach. Now, Aaron Wilson is reporting the Texans are likely to hire Browns defensive line coach Chris Kiffin and Colts offensive line coach Chris Strouser. I like Chris Kiffin, honestly, the potential hire of that, uh, simply because of what he's been able to do in terms of development, not necessarily with the Browns, and I'll tell you why, but he was a pass rush specialist coach in San Fran with D'Amico during the 2018-2019 season. From year one, improvement in sacks going from 47 to – I mean, 37 to 48. Joined the Browns in 2020 and helped that run defense finish ninth in the league. 
after finishing 30th the previous season. Guys, I think we should all rejoice, right? Like <laughs> they went ninth under him after going 30th the year before <laughs> without him. And why is that a good thing? Simply because here in Houston, can't stop a nosebleed when it, <laughs> when it comes to stopping the run. And so that's a positive. That's a pro. He also helped Miles Garrett earn first team all pro um, working with him during that time. Now, I did have an opportunity to hit up my boy, Locked on Browns, my man Jeff. And what he told me was he is well respected across the league. But his time with the Browns really wasn't as special as it may have been with the 49ers. Uh, there's not one young defensive lineman that the Browns brought in in the past three drafts that drastically improved during his tenure. Now, that is one of those cons simply because you ask yourself, yeah, they did good with Miles Garrett. Yeah, they got over former number one overall pick in Jadavion Clowney, who had nine sacks when he played with uh, Miles Garrett and coached by uh, Coach Kiffin. And a couple of guys did, you know, some good things. But none of those guys were either young guys or none of those guys were later round picks. So the talent had always been there. And I think when you look at Houston, I've talked about expectations for Thomas Booker, expectations kind of for Kurt Hennish, expectations for this defensive line unit that needs to improve. And under the Browns, there hasn't been any real improvement from year to year you know, a young guy kind of skyrocketing his trajectory continued to grow simply because of coaching and development. That is a con. But I go back to his time in San Fran, guys, and I think that we will see a different type of defensive line if, if that hire goes down. And, again, he did improve that um, run defense as well. Also, Chris Strouser, Colts offensive line coach, in three out of the four seasons under Strouser. The Colts have allowed the fourth fewest sacks in the NFL. And I know they weren't necessarily good this year as a unit. The 2022 Colts weren't really able to get a consistent starting five offensive line until November due to injuries. By the 11-6 game versus the Patriots, the Colts had already allowed 33 out of the 60 sacks on the season. Injuries, rotating, guys were, were in and out due to whatever reasons. Once they were able to get some type of consistency, then you saw them protect their quarterback better, going from 33 to 27, and they were able to run the ball a little bit better as well. So I was uh, – I really – I thought George Warhawk was a guy that should have potentially been kept around, honestly. Um, Titus Howard last year, Cody had a good year. Larry Tulsa had a good year. Uh, the rookie, Keon Green, had some ups and downs, mainly downs, but whenever he was out there, he had some good moments. I thought that Warhawk was a guy that you probably want to – allow him the opportunity to see it through. But now we have the potential looks at Chris Strouser, Chris Kiffin. Um, I'm excited about Kiffin. I'm not going to lie to you because when you take a look at what he was able to do in Cleveland, I mean, yes, he had Miles Garrett. Yes, he had Jadavion Clowney. But you also got to keep in mind when he got Clowney, Clowney at that point was what, on the back half of his career? Um, He wasn't a Jadavion Clowney that we all love here in the city of Houston. Went to Seattle. 
um, had a what a subpar year in Seattle, but he really was, was bad. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say terrible because you know that's one of my all time favorite Texans, but you know, we got to keep it real. You know, it was terrible, but he had an opportunity to revise his career when he went up there to Cleveland and got with Clifton. With that being said, John, I am really excited because when I take a look at this defensive line unit a couple weeks ago, you mentioned how you was excited about D'Amico Ryan's just by being a DC, a developmental coach. And I see that in Cliff and only because there is potential on this defensive line more so with our guy, John Grenard. Now I know a lot of what John Grenard has been dealing with over the last couple of seasons has mainly been due to his health. However, we talked about several young players who have showcased the potential to be something special but at the same time, due to the inabilities of the past coaching staff, they really couldn't really come close to that level that we are expecting. However, I truly do believe that Grenard, of course, if he can stay healthy, can really take a leap forward with this new defensive line coach. And of course, you have to take a look at guys like Roy Lopez, Thomas Booker, as you just mentioned. But I do believe that if you bring in a coach who has a track record of developing some Really good talent, or at least helping the talent get back to where it was. I easy Davion Clowney once again. I'm excited to see what that's going to do with a guy like John Gunnar, who is look his first two, three years in the league, it's been solid, but it could be 10 times better. And then you also got to take into consideration you also have a defensive minded head coach that's going to make you 10 times better as well. So, overall, John. I, I truly believe that the Texans defense is definitely going to take a step forward this season. Now, as for the offensive line, um, like I mentioned in the first segment, when you bring in a new head coach, they're going to bring in their own staff. However, I thought George Wohop did a phenomenal job here as the offensive line coach for the Houston Texans, especially when you consider everything that he had to go through. Um, the offensive line unit went through several different changes, especially at center. <laughs> with the mystery of what happened to Justin Britt. However, in terms of, you know, that offensive line unit might have been the most stable of all the position groups in terms of productions, especially considering, once again, this is why it's very important for them to keep these two guys when you have Laramie Tunsil on the left side and Titus Howell on the right side as well. I do want to say that when I look at Coach Kiffin, uh, I want to look at what he did for, DT DeForest Buckner, who we know is now in Indy after the 2019 season. Indy went and traded for him. 2016, no Kiffin. Well, uh, Buckner, six sacks, seven tackles for a loss. 2007, 17, three sacks. Uh, we also look at five tackles for a loss. Under Kiffin, his first year, 12 sacks, 17 tackles for a loss. That has been his career high. And then that following year, seven and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss. And so uh, because of Kiffin and some of the work that he's done, I'm not going to give him too much of the credit because the players do go out there and bust ass. And the fourth Buckner is a freak anyways. But you can see some improvement in why he's valuable to this team. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back in if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app today, right now. You sit on the couch anyhow. 
It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained in the game. Come on now. You can't beat that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan fans, listeners, and viewers out there. It's a Monday, and with that Monday, we got just a lot going on with this franchise board. Did I tell you they waited until the Not weekend? a good thing, finally. It's a good thing. On Sunday, the Texans hired Gerard Johnson as their QB coach. We kicked off today's show <laughs> talking about Pep Hamilton uh, out the door. Well, maybe he didn't leave that door shut because Houston had a guy come right on in behind him. Probably didn't even have to use a key to get in. Still fresh. Jared Johnson, Houston native. Um, you know, he served as the Vikings assistant quarterback coach this past season. Um, working closely with Kevin O'Connell, who Houston, you know, interviewed to be their head coach at some point in the last two seasons. He really did help out Kirk Cousins. Um Cousins threw for a career high 4,500 yards and 29 touchdowns working with Gerard Johnson. And, you, you know, I think that because he is coming from Kevin O'Connell, who I have a lot of respect for as a uh, as a coach, I think that he does a very good job with what he's working with out there in, um, in, in Minnesota. On top of that, if you guys don't know, Kevin O'Connell spent some time with the greatest organization, the New England Patriots. But he was also in San Francisco, went over to Washington with the quarterback coach. And so uh, he spent some time with Washington as a quarterback coach and passing game coordinator, offensive coordinator for the Washington Redskins back in 2019 when I look at Kevin O'Connell. So he's been around the league and he's been you know, establishing himself before he's a head coach. So I think that Gerard Johnson, who was under a former quarterback coach, learned a lot, which helped Kirk Cousins, I think so. Listen, I like this move because you are getting a quarterback coach who has played in some modern football, coached some modern football, and I think that's a good thing. Hmm, Once again, you know me, John, I'm always connecting dots. It's another – this is this is another example, another sign that the Texans are truly considering taking either CJ or Bryce um, at number two overall come the 2023 NFL draft in April. Um, I like I like this hiring because, like you mentioned, not only is this a quarterback coach that has been successful, but he has recently played in the modern game. When you take a look at um, modern players, especially at that position, um, this is another sign that at the end of the day. C.J. Bryce is going to be a member of the Houston Texans. Don't want to get too ahead of myself because we do have free agency coming up. Um, and look, even though we are all expecting the Texans to go after one of the two top um, quarterbacks, um, I kind of do have a feeling that they are going to at least go out and try to get a veteran that could at least be a voice of reason um, for these young quarterbacks, even for Davis Mills, who is probably going to be the second string overall. Uh, I don't see I don't I don't see them going after a big name um, quarterback for agent like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, 
there are talks that my boy out in Baltimore, if they can't come with a, you know, come to an extension, he might be on the move, you know. And you say now, uh, like, like I mentioned a couple what weeks you ago, now? you know, there's only three ways the Texans should go. With their quarterback, you know, worst case scenario, you got to stick with Davis Mills. Most realistic scenario, you're going to have Bryce Young or CJ as your, you know, starting quarterback. But if the price is right. You got the money. The and there's already a top right. 10, in my eyes, top five quarterback on the market. You might want to take that gamble, that role on Lamar Jackson. But that's only a thought. we probably get into that later on in the week. But at the end of the day, regardless of what way the Houston Texans go um, for their quarterback, their starting quarterback for this upcoming season, the play at that position is going to be better just off of this higher loan. I think so. And I think that this is Houston really investing in themselves mm-hmm. by making sure that, A, you know, we take we take care of whoever we have in our locker room right now and whoever we will bring in our locker room in the quarterback position by mm-hmm. making sure that they have somebody that we believe as an organization can improve them in every step of the way. And I think when you invest in yourself like that, then eventually you'll see returns on it. This was a good hire. Uh, moving on from Pep Hamilton, I think was smart. Uh, as a quarterback Aww. coach, which would have liked to see him around, I wasn't opposed to it. However, a bunch of new guys coming into an organization. You got a guy here that wasn't good at his job before sticking around. That could bring some negativity. And as we know, that Demico Ryan's is not about any of that negativity. So, Gerard Johnson, your next quarterback coach for the Houston Texans, Bobby Slowick, your official OC for the Houston Texans, Matt Burke. Your official defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. I'm going to put together the staff, man. You put together the staff. Some have been made. Hopefully within the next 24 to 48 hours, we will hear the official hirings of Chris Kiffin and Chris Strauser to make sure that those trenches on both sides of the ball Mm. is improved. All we got to do now is just wait to see how they attack free agency and the draft. And by the time August rolls around, really when we start in July, when training camps get popping and ready, we should have a different version of your Houston Texans. I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. Make sure you take those same fingers on Twitter. Type in Locked On Texas. Hit the follow button on that. Now, go ahead and scroll over to YouTube. Take them thumbs. Type it in. Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, and above all, comment. We want to hear from you. We may have to switch it up this week and do some midweek comments. We had not had an opportunity to do so in a while. So let's hear from our listeners, man. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.